It's time for our weekly conversation with Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio. Brought to you by Simply Seattle. Tired of buying and repping the same old Seattle sports gear everyone else has? For the best Storm, Seahawks, Mariners, Kraken, Rainiers, Sounders, and not to mention the largest Sonics collection in the world, check out simplyseattle.com. Now with Mike Florio. Here's Softy and Dick. He is a genuine butthole. All right. Uh, first of all, rest in peace, our friend Mark Rochelle. That's his voice right there on the yes. radio show. That yes. will live in, uh, well, not infamy, because he was not an infamous person. Live in, live in fame. That will live in fame here forever on this radio station. We will never, ever change that open with the voice of Mark Rochelle. So thinking about his family for sure. Uh, anyway, joining us right now on the radio station, the king of all NFL media. ProFootballTalk.com, courtesy of our friends at Simply Seattle. It's our buddy, Michael Florio. Mike, how are you, pal? Guys, how are you today? Uh, we're good. good. We're good. Lots of stuff to talk about, man. I want to ask you flat out, did Jim Trotter not have his contract renewed by the NFL Network because he questioned Roger Goodell on diversity? Well, Jim Trotter believes that his questions of the commissioner in two consecutive pre-Super Bowl press conferences played a role in the decision to terminate his employment. And Jim Trotter is in a position to know what he believes, what he experienced, what he felt. I practiced law for 19 years, and for many of those years, I represented people who had lost their jobs for reasons that they and I believed violated the various applicable legal standards. And I guarantee you, in not a single of those cases, did the employer say, you got us, we did it, you're right, we agree, we shouldn't have considered that improper characteristic, but we did anyway. So... The NFL has denied it, as they will. The question becomes, does Jim Trotter file a lawsuit? We reported earlier today there's no arbitration clause like we see in coaching contracts that force the former employee to go through a process ultimately presided over and controlled by the commissioner. So if Trotter wants to file suit, he can go straight to open court. It all plays out in the public mm. eye, and we can learn a lot of things about the way the NFL does its business. Mike, uh, Lamar has requested a trade. Harbaugh says Lamar's the starting quarterback. What do you say? What's the future? Is it trade, hold out, or play for the Ravens? Here's what we need to remember. Lamar right now is no more of an employee of the Ravens than any of us. He's got no contract. He's not under contract. And Lamar has been very stubborn. He's been very persistent in his views. He wants a fully guaranteed contract. He's refused to sign anything that wasn't fully guaranteed. He doesn't want to hire an agent. He refuses to hire an agent. And I think with time, he becomes even more entrenched in his positions. And I say that, guys, because if he says he doesn't want to play for the Ravens anymore, then what makes us think he's going to agree to a contract with the Ravens at this point? Specifically, if they don't work out a long-term deal, is he going to sign the one-year tender offer at $32.4 million? That's not enough, in my view, for Lamar Jackson given his accomplishments, given the realities, given what he means to the team, given his skills and abilities, et cetera. So if they can't work something out where he signs, and if he's just determined to not play for the Ravens, as determined as Deshaun Watson was to not play for the Texans, what happens? Did he not play this year? And dawned on me last night when Lamar Jackson took to Twitter to defend himself against criticism that he's injury-prone and he's not worth the risk, as Arthur Blank the owner of the Falcons suggested recently, I think we at least have to put on the radar screen the possibility that Lamar Jackson never plays again. And it's a small possibility, but it's at least on the radar screen. We'll play it out. If he sits out all of this year, what, what changes next year? What changes in 2024 in March as we're having this conversation? Somebody's got to bend significantly at some point 
to make this work. Lamar Jackson hasn't bent and has shown no inclination to bend. And the Ravens haven't bent and have shown no inclination to bend. Until somebody bends, this thing continues on this path where there's no agreement. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but for the first time ever last night, it dawned on me that we need to have it on our our radar, radar screen of possible outcomes. Well, Mike Florio's with us on the radio show. Uh, how much of the Lamar Jackson saga is driven by NFL owners assuming he wants a fully guaranteed contract and just simply put wanting nothing to do with that? Well, I think that's part of it. I think it's a stew of factors. The collusion that some believe exists as it relates to the five-year fully guaranteed contract concept, that had its seeds planted last year with the Sean Watson contract. Now I think there's more that goes into it. And there's also a degree of stubbornness on the part of the owners. They don't want to be perceived as giving in when a player and the union, which has taken a stand on behalf of Lamar Jackson and all other quarterbacks who are due contracts in the coming months, and the union wants fully guaranteed contracts for them. There has been some indication that the individual who was making phone calls last week and prior to that on behalf of Jackson, who isn't a certified agent, was saying to teams that he doesn't want a fully guaranteed contract, but that may just be a matter of semantics. I think that he wants so much fully guaranteed at signing, it doesn't matter if the whole contract isn't fully guaranteed. He still wants more than what teams are willing to do by way of providing a full guarantee the moment it's signed. So I think it's a combination of factors, but... There is an element of owners, I believe, wanting to hold the line, not let the players get their way, and always remind everyone who's boss. Our weekly conversation with Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Mike, I guess I don't understand why Joe Douglas is pushing away the thought of Lamar Jackson with the Jets, because if he just kind of played the game, wouldn't that give New York more leverage in their dealings with Green Bay, knowing there's another quarterback option out there not named Aaron Rodgers? Well, as Douglas said himself, doing so at this point would constitute negotiation in bad faith. It would be disingenuous because they really aren't trying to sign Lamar Jackson. They know they're getting Aaron Rodgers. It's just a matter of when. They're not going to back away from the table. Now, if Aaron Rodgers would suddenly declare... I'm no longer interested in playing for the Jets, I retire, or I've decided to stay in Green Bay, then the circumstances change and the Jets consider whether or not Lamar Jackson is their guy. But they're all in with Aaron Rodgers. So my understanding of what Joe Douglas said is basically we have a path, and anything that we would be doing different to that is a ruse that that we don't want to be involved in. Yeah, Mike Florio again, ProFootballTalk.com, our weekly visit courtesy of SimplySeattle.com. Defensive coordinator Clint Hurt, by the way, of the Seahawks, will join us next segment here on the radio show. But, Mike, let me ask you about the expanded Thursday night football menu. Uh, Apparently now each team can play not one but two games now on Thursday night football. What do you make of that? Well, and it's more than two potentially because some Thursday night games you see week one, you'll see the Thursday night after the Thanksgiving slate of games. Typically two of the six teams that play on Thanksgiving play that following Thursday. What the league has done now is they have expanded the maximum number of short weeks, Sunday to Thursday games, to two per team. That gives them the ability to be a lot more creative in their Thursday night scheduling, put better games on Amazon. This was the, I think, compromise for now as the commissioner tries to get Thursday night flexing where they can take games between week 14, 17 on Thursday night football, 
incentive to Sunday pool game from Sunday to Thursday night. I don't like it. There are players who have spoken out against it. The NFL's position, though, is the injury rate for games where you have normal rest is no different than the injury rate for games where you have short rest, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. I think that's misleading. I think that's incomplete. I think there are other factors that relate to health and safety. There are factors that relate to the quality of the game, the game planning, the amount of time to be ready for this game, the impact on the fans in the stadium. John Mara, the owner of the Giants, came out and said it's abusive to those fans Mm. to move these games around from a Thursday to a Sunday or a Sunday to a Thursday. But for now, it's the pre-planned two maximum Thursday night games after playing on Sunday. And as long as they are taking the position and the union isn't pushing back that this doesn't affect player health and safety, they're not going to listen to us. They're not going to listen to individual players. They're not going to listen to any other media or any other fans. They're determined to do this to prop up ultimately the value of that Thursday night package. Mike, for the first time ever, I heard a former New England Patriot actually take umbrage to something that Bill Belichick said this week. And Belichick was asked... Why should anybody be optimistic about your team this year? And his response was, well, look at the last 25 years, to which Teddy Bruschi responded on ESPN and said, wait a second, Bill told me and us every year not to reflect on what you did <laughs> in the past. So it's a little bit hypocritical. What, what do you think of what Bill, how Bill Belichick answered that question? And that's a great point by Teddy Bruschi, because how many times have we heard that? We're on to Cincinnati. Yep. We're not thinking about next year. We forget about next year. I think Bill Belichick's feeling the heat. And when Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, is reminded that two of the last three seasons for the Patriots resulted in losing records and was asked point blank, can Bill Belichick survive another non-playoff season? And Kraft didn't answer it. He danced around it. He seized on the portion of the question that related to Belichick pursuing Don Shula's all-time wins record. And the bottom line I took away from the Kraft response Belichick better get back to the playoffs this year. Mm. And it doesn't matter how many Super Bowls you've won. If all of a sudden you slip into a multi-year funk and the fans are no longer engaged and the team is no longer relevant and the team is a shadow of what it used to be, there's a point where you hit the reset button. And I think Robert Kraft's hand is getting closer and closer to pressing that button. Six Super Bowl wins in 20 years, be damned. He's ready to move on, I think, if Bill Belichick doesn't turn this thing around. And Kraft also was not happy with the Frankenstein monster experiment of slapping Joe Judge and Matt Patricia together around the offense last year when neither of those guys were offensive coaches. Michael? Abba, 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 abba. You're the man. Great stuff. Enjoy the week, and we'll talk next Wednesday, baby. Thank you, pal. All right, Mike Florio with us on the air. Uh, Clint Hurt, Seahawks defensive coordinator, is going to join us next segment. By the way, if you're looking for opening day tickets for tomorrow, VenueKings.com can get you in the door for fourteen dollars. That is crazy. Like that. That is something I thought I would say about a team that's forty games under in yes. August, not coming off their first playoff appearance in twenty-two years. So VenueKings.com use code Softy for an even bigger uh, discount. By the way, on the website, if you want to win a pair, if you're too freaking cheap to even spend fourteen bucks at VenueKings.com and you want to win a free pair, then text in your first and last name and the words Venue Kings uh, right now to 49451. We'll announce a winner at 5 o'clock tonight. That person doesn't call back within five minutes, and we'll do it again until we find a winner starting at 5. So get those entries in right now. That's coming up at 5 o'clock right before Daniel Jeremiah joins us to talk some draft. Next segment, though, Clint Hurt, Seahawks defensive coordinator. Bobby Wagner's back. Where's Jordan Brooks going to play? A lot to talk about with Clint Hurt next on 93.3 KJRF.